Hello, everyone, and welcome to Tech Finds, the podcast where we have a little wine, we talk a little technology, and we get to hang out with some really amazing people. I'm Scott Delandy, and I am, as always, joined by my co-hosts, uh, Mr. Colin Gallagher, the fabulous Colin Gallagher, and the uh, the truly endearing and lovely Melissa Gurney Green. How's everybody doing tonight? Oh, just super. How are you? <laughs> Good. I'm I know we're all there. struggling. I know we're we're the schedule's off a little bit. We're doing this on a different night than what we normally do. It's so where we need to get the uh, the energy going here. So um, I'm sure you know once we get all things. Uh, firing away, we'll have our typical fabulous show. Um, tonight's topic, uh, discussion topic, is basically Judgment Day. So we're we're doing two things. Ooh. Number one, we are ooh, Judgment <laughs> Day. We are the the rule for tonight, or the 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 idea for tonight was to basically pick a wine that if you were to drink, or if you were to serve, or if you were to order, or whatever, you would be judged, and you know you would be judged. Right, good or bad, whether it's a, a high-end wine, a low-end wine, something in between, you know, people are going to look at you when you order that and say, "Wow!" Right. So that's the first part. The second part is we're going to talk about technology and how you judge others, right? And you know, what I'm looking at is when I when I talk to somebody and you know I'm trying to gauge whether or not you know somebody is tech savvy. There's a couple of things that I look at to determine whether or not this person, you know understands technology or is a little bit lagging in terms of their understanding of kind of the um, the newer things with respect to technologies. But as always, let's uh, let's start with the wine. And what I thought we would do is we would just to mix it up a little bit is we'll go Melissa first, then I would like to go second. And I think it's always good to have Colin go last because Colin has a great <laughs> way of not just not just talking about his wine, but actually teaching us something about wine. So it's always a, a, a wonderful experience. So, Melissa, what are you drinking, and how are we going to judge you tonight based on what you are drinking? Well, I hope you will judge me kindly. Um, this is Belle. I'm going to go with Glow. Uh, it's French, so it's G-L-O-S. It's a Pinot, and um, it's their Clark and Telephone variety, but it's from 2018, and I love 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 these people brian turned me on to them and um Who? all of their stuff is really good brian carpenter <laughs> turned me on to them. you're not supposed to do that until 52 uh, minutes yeah, in i know i know uh. i know but but it's not you it's me that's saying okay it. So, that's true so we can go with this um he turned me on to them a while ago when i was looking for wine suggestions and he's like well what do you want do you want like an everyday or do you want a celebration and I told him I told him that I wanted something to celebrate with, and and this is what he what he suggested, and it's it's a wonderful little Pinot, and um, it's it's got like this wonderful kind of dryness, but also this really good kind of solid blueberry flavor, which mm. is interesting. I don't think I've noticed it before, but I'm definitely noticing it tonight. So why do you think you would be judged if you were to order that, drink that, serve that, whatever? This is this is absolutely the wine I would get if I were inviting my CTO over for dinner. Like, okay. Straight up. <laughs> and almost no other circumstance because he is also a wine aficionado. So so I would I would do it to impress him and um and yeah. 
<laughs> so so hopefully I would be ju- judged very well. Okay, so you're selection. So, so you're looking yeah. to to impress, and that's yes, sort of how this you would, would be, want to be. This would be the impression selection, or the the dress to impress selection, as opposed to the Boone's Farm or other kind of two buck chuck kind of variety choices, right. <laughs> which can be hit or miss, frankly. Well, more misses than hits, I I would believe. Mm-hmm. But um, okay, yeah. cool. I'll have to definitely uh, look that up and uh, give it a shot. If you don't mind, what's the price point on that? Oh, it's between 40 and 80 depending on what year. Um, okay. It can go up from there. Like the the more expensive ones I've seen in store on shelves can hit uh, 126. Okay. So so it's on the higher end side of, of a, what you would consider to be a, a good wine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, high, higher end, I guess, is, is relative uh, based on based on the research <laughs> I did today, and I sent you guys the pictures. I don't think Colin yeah, saw them yet. So. I, I'm not ordering no twelve hundred dollar bottle of wine for a home dinner, but it, like... was, it was it was closer to thirteen hundred, and no, I did not get that. So, so I did. So I, you know, I want I wanted to go out and I wanted to do my research, and I was kind of torn between, you know, doing something really kind of crazy off the charts as far as high end, or doing something really kind of you know uh, just really super you know gutter low-end sort of sort of wine so i went to my favorite place and uh i went right to the where they keep all the specialty wine locked away in a cabinet and uh the most expensive wine i could find was a chateau haute Briand. are you familiar with that one colin yep yep mm-hmm. head, so he knows that one so the uh the price tag on that was thir- Hundred dollars. It was twelve ninety something. So call it thirteen hundred dollars um, for a uh, seven hundred and fifty milliliter bottle. And I said, okay, you know, maybe maybe on the day when the podcast gets sponsored, we'll go ahead and we'll <laughs> we'll we'll throw down and we'll get we'll go crazy with that one. But that was probably out of scope in terms of what I was going to do for you know episode nineteen. If we hit episode two thousand, then, then maybe. But we're only on nineteen. So I said, all right. I need a story, so let me go. Let me go the other direction. So I went kind of low end, and uh, I looked at Mad Dog 2020, mm. and the price point on that was 3.99, which really scared me, because it was a 750 milliliter bottle, and for 3.99, I was thinking, and there's a you know a 7-Eleven, Cumberland Farms, and they sell a 750 milliliter bottle of water. For more than what the Mad Dog 2020 was going. I was going to so say felt, that's like a two liter or so. Yeah, so that so I felt that would be that was that would be a bad decision for many reasons. One of them being that I have a uh, uh, a presentation they have to do at 8 a.m. in the morning, and I know if I'm drinking a four dollar bottle of wine, then I'm probably not going to be feeling well in the morning. So I I backed off on that. But I did look, I did do a little research on it, and it's interesting because. Apparently, the quality of Mad Dog 2020 has gotten better over the last few years. So if you look at kind of the low-end wines, they're basically fortified wines. So it is, And it is a wine, by the way, because I was judged on whether or not Mad Dog was actually a wine. And I did look it up, and it is, it is officially classified as a fortified American wine. And the alcohol percent used to be uh, 19%. So that's where you get kind of this perception of it being you know just this you know rock gut get you really sick sort of thing because the alcohol content should be was so high well, they, they, 
they have to be fortifying. They have to be fortifying to get to that that high percent. They have to be adding well, that's, alcohol to it. That's yeah. that's the point. But now it's yeah. it, it it floats closer to thirteen percent. So okay. the current Mad Dog twenty twenty, yeah. you know, depending on how you feel, is either not as good as it used to be or not as bad as it used to be because they've sort of um, knocked down the fortification around the uh, the alcohol. So. What I did end up choosing is I went with a uh, I didn't know what to do so I figured I went with the old standby and you guys would probably guess it but I got a bottle of Duckhorn because number one I love Duckhorn and, and number two and I think I've told this story before whenever we would go out uh, with uh, with customers or with partners or whatever and it would be kind of a company dinner and they would kind of you know point me to you know kind of appoint me to be the person to order the wine. I always want to make sure that I don't disappoint. I don't go with something outrageously expensive. I don't go with something that, you know, I don't think people are going to like. So I just, if I see Duckhorn, I will order the Duckhorn. And, and consistently people say, oh, this is a really good wine if they haven't had it. And for people that drink wine, they look at it and they say, okay, this is this is a legit wine. I'm glad I'm not paying for it. And somebody else is going to throw their corporate card down to buy mm -hmm. the four or five bottles of Duckhorn that will probably, probably be ordering yeah, so that was my selection. Default sales selection for, for like default sales dinner. Like you can't really go wrong. You, can, you can't go wrong. It's it's a it's a seventy dollar bottle of wine, which mm -hmm. means you're paying about one hundred and forty dollars or so at a at a restaurant, which is, you know, it, you know, pretty pretty reasonable if you're in a in a nice restaurant and you're ordering wine for for a group of folks. So that was my yeah. that was my decision tonight. I, I support that. I, let, let me give you another one, Scott. So I've, I've again, Duckhorn's usually my go-to for that type of thing as well, except if I don't like the customer or partner or whoever we're with, and mm -hmm. I want to make them pay, then I go for Silver Oak. <laughs> Silver Oak. Oh, yes. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So that's... <laughs> which that's which all, is a that's... step up in quality and price, but yes. It is, yes. See, uh, like when Cisco was paying for dinner, I was like, Cisco, you're buying Silver Oak all night. <laughs> yes. Uh, I support um, this. Yeah, and yes. just, so just data data point for you, Scott, is any wine that's above fifteen percent alcohol, pretty much has to be fortified. Okay. Which means they've added alcohol to it after the primary fermentation is over. Um, and that the reason for that wine geek alert is that most alcohol, sorry, most yeast uh, kills itself or dies when this when the solution it's in gets to be over 13, 14, 50 percent alcohol. So the, it, it stuns the yeast and the yeast hibernates. So the yeast actually can't produce any more alcohol past that point. There are a couple of varieties they've, they've specially cultivated for sort of higher production, but you know they, they use some of those in some of the dessert wines, et cetera. But generally, anything over 50% is fortified. I see. So, so random, random geek thing. So yeah, so yeah. No, no, that's good to know. I love it. Yeah. Well, I just like the fact that you can actually make the alcohol, but then too much of it kills them. It's sort of a, a nice circle of life thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So what are you drinking, um, Colin? So what I am drinking, I went the other way. I went on the shame side. Woohoo! I would have and... never, ever, ever have guessed that. Uh, I went, I went on the classy shame side and on the sponsorship okay. side. Um, I went with a Cooper's Hawk bottle. Okay. Do folks know what Cooper's Hawk is? No. Um, they're relatively new here in the Midwest, and I don't know if they're they've taken on the country. They are a chain winery and restaurant. Mm. Um, and so they do. Uh, they have you know they make their own wines, and they have a wide a wide selection of them, probably about twenty or thirty different bottles at any time. And 
Um, and they, you know, they do, they'll do flights and tastings and a bunch of other things, but then they have a full food menu that is sort of, the wine, the wine is decent and approachable. Like I'll, I'll get, I, I, I'm, you know, it's, it's not, you know, super classy wine by any means, but it's not bad wine by any means either. Um, but their food is okay. Um, it is sort of, you know, upscale chain food, you know, nothing, you know, I mean, it's sort of a little bit above what you might get at a cheesecake factory or something else, you know, nothing fantastic, but good. Um, I've actually gone to them a couple times for brunch and I found that to be really enjoyable. And so I picked up a couple bottles of theirs and this is a, this is a cabs in blend from them. So it is a, it is a chain wine blend. It's an American blend, no year. Um, it's 60% cab, 40% zin. Um, it's, as I said, very approachable, very, um, you know, chewy, um, more, again, more cab than zin. I don't get enough spice in it. I would like a little more spice in it. Um, even though they say it's pepper, I don't get it. Um, and then it's also, you know, very jammy, um, which we get, you know, I get some of that from the, from the cab, but it's, it's, ter- it's perfect. It's a perfectly approachable red wine for someone who's looking for a, you know, a $25 bottle of red wine to go with, with dinner, you know, at, at a rest, at a decently, you know, moderately upscale, you know, restaurant. So that's 25 bucks at the restaurant then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and the nice thing about them is they don't, the one thing, so again, they, you know, it's all chain made and it's sort of mass market, which is sort of why I think I, I would be shamed for it because, you know, this is a mass market wine, not, not, not done as, you this know, is, this is not something we would expect to see Colin serving yes. on a, yeah, right. Yeah. But, mm. um, but I like the concept because it's, it's teaching people about wine is allowing people to go in and, and try different types of wines. Um, and, more importantly, their prices, they don't differentiate the bottle price of the table versus to, to buy. Because part of the thing is they actually have, um, they have the restaurant section, a bar section, and a wine tasting area section. And if you buy something at the bottle at the wine tasting section, it's the same price as if you bought it at the table. So, you know, you have to figure out this, the real price is somewhere in between, you know, but they're not, right. it's not super, it's not, you know, so I guess because, you know, because they're selling in the same venue, they have to charge the same. So it's not, it's not, you know, it's not super marked up at the table and it's not super cheap at, at the, at the tasting area, but it's, it's reasonably approachable. Well, it's less money than to own Mulan for the rest of your life. So <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm that, missed that reference. You have to, you have to listen to episode but, 18. Last, yeah. That one was pretty mm-hmm. epic. Yeah. <laughs> we discussed but, the yeah. whole um yeah. the whole business around um, um yeah. watching yeah. movies and, and doing it yeah so it's it's a step above from um oh who are they who are those people um come on the people who uh, pioneered rosé in the 70s um not bartles and james no not bartles and james uh, you know what I'm talking. anyhow uh, it's a step above for the mass market wine that came out in the 70s and was 80s. it reuniti no well, reuniti is one of them we know reuniti is one okay. of them okay I saw, I, yeah. I was gonna get it, but the, the 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 smallest jug they had was like a three gallon big old. I was like, oh, I'm not yeah. doing that. <laughs> yeah. So, but but no. So it, it's like I said, it's it's not it's not it's not something that someone would normally expect from me. But it's 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 a great you know casual dinner wine, and I'm I'm enjoying it. Okay. okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. Excellent. All right. So I, I was well, surpri- I was surprised because the tasting notes on the back of it said it has a hint of lead pencil, which. <laughs> Ooh. 
I've seen that before. I've seen wines that have said they, they taste like a lead pencil. Yeah, I, I have. I'm like, and I don't, how do you I know don't, what a lead pencil tastes like? You know, you know what a, pe- a lead want. pencil smells like when you sharpen it. I don't know that you would be yeah. chewing on the lead pencil. But I, guess. I, I always get the I always, wood. I, don't I get always the lead. compare it to yellow Listerine or like the default Listerine, right? Like to me, that's what I imagine a lead pencil tastes like. Is, that's not off. That... That's not far off. Yeah, no. Yeah. You're right. I, I kind of. That's, <laughs> so, that's a, that's a pretty so, good one. so for that in a wine, I'd be I'd be surprised for sure. <laughs> well, good. So I I would say everybody is pretty satisfied with this uh, this today this episode's um, um, choice and kind of the the category that we we chose for this one again, uh, Judgment Day and, and wines that you would be. Uh, judged by i i would drink this every day if i could but it's just it's not um it's 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 not quite the you know i'm not going down to the mad dog 2020 but i'm staying away from the uh chateau haute brion which by the way i looked into that and it's actually a winery it's a it's a french bordeaux uh and the winery um was started in 1423 so it's one of the oldest wineries um still up and running in terms of you know producing wine but again thirteen hundred dollars when we get when we get sponsored then you know we'll, we'll, we'll share a bottle of that at some point mm-hmm. maybe when we can all yeah. get together and share it yes. together like <laughs> for thirteen hundred dollars you better be sharing that with someone as long special. as yes. as, as long as colin is expensing <laughs> that then yes we will absolutely <laughs> i will absolutely if, if cooper's hawk wants to sponsor us we can we can buy a bottle of wine. yeah yeah we've got a better chance of mad dog sponsoring us although I don't know. Now, truth be told, so I took a picture <laughs> and I sent it out and I sent the high end wine and I sent the Mad Dog 2020. And Melissa immediately responded saying, that's not wine. And I replied back to her, it seems like you're judging me on my wine selection. And then I had to actually check the bottle and it actually said wine on it. So I said, well, they're, they've defined their class as, as being wine. So. Um, and they had all kinds of fun flavors too, but anyway, I don't want to give Mad Dog too much airtime here. So the, the the second part tonight, and let's let's move it along because we're almost 20 minutes in, um, is is technology and judging people based on on technology, right? And I've got a I've got a couple of examples, but um, who would like to go first? Melissa's smiling, right, so I'll Melissa, bite. you get to go first. I'll sure. bite. So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna save my first one for last. So I'm gonna switch the order up here because because it's a little shady. Um, I'd say first of all, anyone that presents themselves as an SME and presents their technology as difficult, and I had a real problem with this in the data science ranks for a while. It's like. Why, why are you presenting this as, as something that's hard? You should make it accessible and approachable and, and simplify it because in reality, this stuff isn't that hard. And AI and machine learning, they're still doing it now. Like I get that the problems they're trying to solve is hard and, and whatnot, but when you get down to the execution part, as far as like getting these things to, to work to start figuring out, that part's easy. The, the hard part is figuring out, okay, how to make it do the smart thing, right? <laughs> so so for me, anyone that presents their technology is hard. I judge them immediately as not being a technologist. Hmm. That's interesting. I, I, I agree with that. I would agree with that. You know, I think yeah, people, I, I, people it, it depends on, you know, who they're 
normal audience is and who they're used to talking to. So if they're, you know, not not used to talking to people kind of outside of their circle about a particular technology, I could see people struggling to kind of articulate it in a way that, you know, somebody who normally doesn't live in this world constantly would be able to understand. But I agree, That's you different. should still be able to have a, you know, a, a conversation. You know, my, my, my kids are 13 and they, they know what I do. They don't really... Yeah understand it but they when someone asks what i do they they can do a better job than just say well he deals with computers all day long right so there yeah i, I was gonna yeah. say I think, I think you need to be able you, you 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 know your technology well when you can scale the conversation up or down according to the audience right you yes know? you know i would say i can i can have the conversation with my mom about what i do and i can have the conversation with you know you know some super geek who you know hugs the hall hugs the, the hall the walls in the hall, right? <laughs> you know, et cetera, and, and anywhere in between, right? That's how you know, you know, you know it because you can you can scale up or down as flexible. If you only know this particular thing that you've memorized, then you really don't know. Yep. Mm -hmm. So, what about you, Colin? What's yours? Um, for me, um, it's I was going to say two things. One is it's when do you present it? You know, I wasn't thinking about sort of work thing and presenting something, something. I was thinking more of a social situation. And I think, you know, people who can talk around what they do and talk about the benefits of what they do versus what they do are understand it. Right. And, for, you know, and again, it's if you can say, hey, I can, you know, I, I develop an alg I develop algorithms. Right. Well, that's not really understanding it. That's just being, you know, a cog in the sprocket factory. Right. Um, but if you say, hey. I work on this and we solve this problems, then you actually understand sort of understand the implications of it, right? You know, for me, it's always what do you understand the ecosystem that it lives in? Do you understand the impacts of it, um, et cetera? Yeah. So I have an interesting test. So when I when I run into somebody that I don't know, and you know they claim to work in technology. Oh yeah, you know I've been doing technology forever. I know everything about you know technology. Okay. <laughs> And and it's not it's it's more people that are kind of like outside of the circle, right? In terms of people that I that I know who they are and what they do. But if it's like a role that I don't understand or you know not familiar with kind of the day to day, and they're describing themselves as a as a technologist, well, one of the questions that I'll try and work in and it'll be interesting if you guys know this, I'll be shocked if if I, one of you will know it, and I'll be shocked if both of you don't know it. But I'll ask the question. Well, do you know what 8.8.8.8 is? <laughs> yep. And I know Colin knows. What about you, Melissa? Do you know what that is? 8.8.8.8. Colin, no, it's not what is it? The bell. So that is the free Google DNS IP address, the free Google DNS. It's the it's nice. the IP address for the for the Google yeah. DNS. And do you know why but you let, need let me, to know? Let me, but, oh, oh. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, well, I know it, it's it's free DNS if you you know right. You don't have to have like, your own private DNS for user right. or your user to serve as DNS. Right. But but why is it? Where would it be useful to know that? Because there's one use case that I have for that. I use it all the hmm. time. I mean, I, I generally it's generally my backup DNS for all my routers because I don't trust my ISP for you know to to do that. Um, I also use it for troubleshooting. But what do you use it for? See, you're way more sophisticated than I am. What I use it for is when I go to a hotel and I'm trying to log on wow. to the Wi-Fi and I can't get to that whatever screen I need to get into to get me to the point where I enter my room number or I have to click the you know mm -hmm. the, the the terms of a 
of service agreement or whatever it is when 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 it's jammed up and you can't log in to make that connection to get on whatever Wi-Fi, hotel, convention center, airport, you name it. My my go-to trick is to go 8.8.8.8 and as soon as I do that, whatever I'm trying to get into will pop up and I can go ahead and enter whatever it is in order to, to get into the uh, into the into the Wi-Fi. But um, cool. that's so, that nice. Cool. So I, I have two. I have I have a different one I use for that, um, and I'll. Uh, but I think it, it works for any Apple device. Um, it's captive.apple.com. Nice. Yeah. That is the URL that Apple devices use to check to see if there's something blocking them or not. Oh. And so so by typing by typing that in, you force it, and it forces up any Apple device to its normal thing. Yeah. So if you, if you get a success from captive.apple.com, it means you're directly connected to the internet. If you don't, it should force a redirect to whatever your hotel or Wi-Fi or, or airplane. I use that a lot on, on the plane on SkyFi. Exactly. Yeah, I use it. So that, that's another place I would use it. If I'm, you know, you, you're trying to log in, you're on a flight, and you're trying to get to that thing yeah. where it allows you to enter in whatever it is, your yeah. flyer, whatever yeah. it is. And if Go -go it doesn't Air work, whatever. It, it, yeah. one, yeah. literally 100% of the time, 8.8.8.8. Yeah. And that will get you through to where it is that you're trying to go. It's, it's, uh, it's amazing. And I actually, no, that's, that's really cool. yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't thought about using a DNS name and that's a standard one that everybody can access to. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Apple device captive will work too. Cause it forces it, Apple, Apple devices. To things. Now, so uh, advanced version of that, Scott, and Melissa, oh, here we know, go. Melissa, Melissa will know this one, I believe. What's 127.0.0.1? That's, that's your um, local. That's your local. <laughs> <laughs> that's as far as I'm going to go. I'm not sure. What is it? It's your local. It's, it, it's a loopback IP address. It goes back. To, oh, okay. It, it redirects automatically to whatever your IP is. So if you don't know what your current IP address is, but you want to get back to your machine, right? If you want, you know. It's, it's always 127.0.0.1. It, it forces the router to redirect it back to you. Oh, okay. Because I know if you're looking to get what your IP address is, I think it's you go yeah, to yeah. the well, C colon backslash and it's who am yeah, well, I? It depends on it. Yeah, but that one, right, that one just put it in. Actually, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, it's like I always use that to, 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 to spoof. If people ask for your IP address or something, I always give them that because it's their IP address. It always, it always, it's always relative to you. But yeah. Well, well, the yeah. reason the reason why I, I picked this topic was because um, a couple of weeks ago I got my mom a, a laptop because she, all she had was her iPhone and she was complaining mm -hmm. that you know all the stuff that she wants to do on and my mom's seventy five mm -hmm. um, all the stuff that she wants to do online she has to do on this little phone and she can't see it so she wanted something that had a had a bigger screen and I I did everything I could to talk her out of it you don't want to you don't want to go down the Windows path you you you're you're okay with kind of you know the 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 Apple sort of ecosystem and you have all your passwords and everything set up. It's going to be, I mean, tech support around the clock in order to get you into the, the Windows environment. Well, she wanted it, so I I got her I got her the computer and you know exactly what I was afraid of is is what's going on. I had a I had a tech support call um, a couple of nights ago where. She was asking me, um, how do I get, I thought she said the at sign on the keyboard. I can't find the at sign. And I said, it's, it's you know, shift, you have to hold down the shift button and hit the number two. And she kept saying, that's not it, that's not it. And it's like, that's it. I'm, I'm, I have a keyboard right in front of me. It's shift two. 
no, 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 no. That at and you know, my mom's from New England, so when she was what I thought she was saying at, she was saying ad. So she was trying oh. to figure out where the plus button was. Oh. And so this was 20 minutes of going back and forth in total frustration around it. It's right there on the frigging keyboard. So that's that was uh that that was it. Um, that that's part of the reason why I I, I, I picked this. Why um, why didn't you get her an iPad with a keyboard? Listen, yes. uh, you know Melissa, I I don't know what to tell you. I knew I, it was I'm a bad decision. I'm just asking the question. Like I, I I tried to talk her into that. I I tried and, and she was adamant. She wanted a quote unquote real computer and i was like what you're asking for is not what you think yeah. you're going to get right yeah. and it's been um it's been it's been interesting i had to, i had to actually drive all the way over there because she couldn't figure out how to get on to the home network because she had accidentally shut wi-fi off on the laptop and like nothing was showing up and it's very frustrating and I've got her FaceTiming, showing me what's on the keyboard, but like everything's moving and I can't see what she's saying. And it's just or trying to show me. It's like, all right. So, you know, I, I take two hours out of my life to drive there and back just to hit three clicks to get onto the, uh, to the Wi-Fi. Yeah. But the, the, other, the other thing, and I still see it, and it drives me absolute crazy, is, you know, the other end of the spectrum is when I know I'm dealing with somebody that's not tech savvy at all is when you get an email from somebody and you look in the email signature and they still have a fax number listed in their contact information. Oh, yeah. That right there is just yes. kind of... And I've, I've called people out and I was like, listen, I sent you a fax last week with the information you were looking for. Did you receive it? And they're like, I don't know if where the fax machine is. It's like, well, you have a fax number in your car. Now, I can understand if it's a business card because, you know, you print those things up once every three or four years and you just live with them until they're all gone. So I, I get the fact that, you know, it's just, just somebody's name and, and, you know, all the other information. No one no one cares as long as they have your, your, uh, your email. But if you still have an email signature and you still have a fax machine, oh. you, might as well, you might as well have, you know, at AOL.com in your email address at the same time because it's that, you know, it's that beautiful. Kinda. Well, I, I, by the way, I, I, I actually think the same thing about people who have their email address in their email signature. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're sending it to me or it's being forwarded to me. There's a good chance that the headers have that information. I don't need it specified. I need the additional information that wouldn't be an email, but yes. Or when you leave a voicemail for somebody and you leave the phone, your phone number for them to return the call. Yeah. It's like who's who's doing yeah. That? yeah. But um, for me, the my second my second one, by the way, is Twitter. Well, go okay, on. go ahead. It, it, you are you you are you know, uh, well, I think there's a good chance you are technical if you have a Twitter account, and if you use and if you use a Twitter account for social activities and not just viewing porn, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I think you know people who act actively use Twitter, I think, tend to skew much more technical or at least tech savvy. So yeah. I have a so kind of building off. So I, this is part two of the, the story that I just. So when you have like somebody's, you get somebody's contact information and it has all the stuff. Here's my email. Here's my phone number. Here's you know all of this stuff, and it's like you're never going to remember any of this, and you're not going to look at the person's email. So if you're trying to hunt somebody down, to me the best way to do it, and I've I've actually seen somebody come up with this idea, and I think the person that came up with it is an absolute genius, is you have a business card printed. And the only thing you have on that business card is your Twitter handle. 
Hmm. Because I wonder what genius came up with that. I I don't know, but I but when but let's say you had a card and you handed it out to somebody, they know how to get in contact with you because even if they lose the card, they'll probably remember your Twitter handle, assuming it's your name. But if you have something, you know, that's not representative of the name, like World Three C or Solution Geek or whatever it is, wow, it Just might throw it, it, it out it there. No, oh. but time out, but time out. It may be difficult to remember. But you can always go to the Google machine and you can enter in Melissa Gurney Green Twitter handle and it will pop right up. There it is. I can send her a message. I can DM her. I can connect with her, whatever it is. So if I'm trying to hunt you down, this is how I can connect with you versus having to try and, you know, find your email with, you know, the phone number and your fax machine and, you know, all of that stuff. So, so I think that's the way it should be. The, 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 the cards going forward or your contact information should just be one thing. And if you're looking for somebody, you click on that one thing, and that will take you to whatever it is that you want to find as far as getting in, connection, in contact with that person. So, Scott, as much as I don't want to sit here and watch you masturbate yourself. <laughs> okay. Yeah, about that. I, 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 it actually is a good idea. I do agree that it should be simple, and it doesn't need to have 20 bazillion things on it. Um, business cards and i i have also done following your lead just the at side and i did it out of frustration because i when we you know when 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 i went from emc to vce back to emc back to dell emc i was changing cards <laughs> every freaking six months and right. i was like Everything had changed. My email address had changed. You know, my, my moving buildings, whatever had changed. Companies, I, like, I mean, all you, that stuff. Yeah, yeah, right. The only thing that hasn't changed is my cell phone number and and my Twitter handle. Right. right. And and I said that's the one thing I'm going to put on the card is my Twitter handle because I'm not giving you my cell phone number. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm big on not putting your cell phone number on business yeah. cards anymore. Yeah. After getting texts at like midnight my time yeah. for some stuff that could have waited till Monday. Yeah, or, or just random vendors. I mean, you know, vendors, yeah. you know, calling you in the middle of the day, like, hey, do you have someone who's like, fucking send me an email. That's what it's for, right? You know, emails yep. for asynchronous communication. What you're trying to tell me does not require synchronous communication right now, you know? You know, yes. your mother's in the hospital requires synchronous communication. You know, hey, do you have any work for me next month is an asynchronous method by default. Figure that yes, out. Please. Yeah. Please. Yes, please. Yeah. Um, but on the flip side of that is, Scott, we all, there's someone that I, think you some we well we used to work with um adjacently um who used to drive me crazy because their email signature included a qr code really yes what? and i'm like what? what am i supposed to do like open your email on my phone oh on your on my laptop pull up my phone scan it over your email and then re and then all the qr code did was had his email and name in it as well his contact information i was like you know, it was just like, it was insane. It's like, I I have a pet peeve about misuse of QR codes. There's some really good use of QR codes out there. And when I host again, I'm going to share a really super one that I found. Um, but there's some really shitty ones. Like, I remember driving in Boston, being behind a bus that had a QR code on that ad on the back of the bus. <laughs> again, I'm supposed to drive and, and scan it with one hand, you know, like, like what the hell, nope. people? Even on the side of the bus, it's not, it's not generally moving. I'm not going to capture that quickly, right? Yeah. Yeah, I like, I, so I like, I like that as far as, you know, the contact just being very simple, clean, 
in some ways memorable. And you know, we 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 all worked for a marketing executive years ago, and you know, he he really beat into us kind of this this idea that when you're building content, when you're doing a presentation, whatever you're you're doing, you want to keep it simple, mm-hmm. and you want to avoid. And I always use this: the mustache on the Mona Lisa, right? So you don't want to take something and put more than needs to be on that, that all of a sudden kind of gets cluttered. So when I, when I do a, when I do a presentation, like my, my cover slide for a presentation, you know, the title will be no more than two words usually. Right. And, but the only thing that will be on there is my, my Twitter handle. Right. And I've seen other ones where, you know, they have, you know, the big, you know, 42, you know, size font, and then they have a smaller one, then they have a smaller one and they have, you know, their name and information and dates and all this stuff. And you look at that and it's like, oh my God. And it's just, I I like, I like the clean sort of just Mm -hmm. simple, plain look. I think that's, that, that is, that's what gets attention for, for a lot of folks. The other thing that I like to do, by the way, now that I'm thinking about this is, you know, I think the other thing that's happened is, and we're kind of getting off topic here, is that, you know, the typical, you know, well, there's something starting at, you know, 9 a.m. or noon or whatever it is. And so 9 o'clock comes and, you know, you're there and you're ready to go. And they say, well, we're going to wait, you know, five minutes for everybody to join. And I, oh, I I give, and whoever it is, and I don't care who it is and how high they are up in the food chain, I give them the same speech every time. I say, hey, listen, the trains run on time right here, okay? We are scheduled to leave at 9 o'clock, and there are people that got up and are on time, and I am not going to penalize the people who are ready to go on time so that we can reward the other folks that are out there that will be dialing in five minutes because, you know, they're whatever it is doing and, and not ready to go. And by the way, there's nothing all that magical that I'm going to be saying in the next five minutes anyway. So when they get in, yeah. the the pertinent details of whatever it is we're talking about, they'll probably be able to pick it up. Probably. But we are going uh, to start. The, the worst part we, is people, yeah. who, people who join five minutes late and say, oh, can you repeat the last five minutes? Like, no, no. you were fucking late. Please catch up. Yep. No. Yeah. So no yeah. one, I, I think enough people know me that no one would ever say that yeah. because I would like, oh my god, I oh yeah, would go no, I, I've seen it happen five. to other people. No, no one would do that uh, to me yeah. either. <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah. no, no. And no by one, the way, no one... work work for a Japanese company. Meetings start on time. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> Good to know. Yeah, it's like I, yeah, it's like literally, you show up late and and there's shame involved. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's that's really um, awesome. So I was like, what were you saying? You're talking about meetings starting on time. Oh, the other thing I think that, that's I, which I think, you know, again, if you work for a technology company, you need to be able to figure out how to do, mm-hmm. is how to know when you're muted. Oh <laughs> my gosh! Yes. Oh so my many god! Disasters. So many disasters. And, and and mute by default. Go in mute by default and and all the, the Zoom now and others will tell you if you're speaking, and. Mm-hmm it senses the audio, it'll say something, you're on mute, right? So what, what it tells me is when you can't figure out that you're on mute, either you're a complete moron, which there are some of those, or you're doing <laughs> something else and not paying attention, the window is buried five levels deep, which is just freaking rude. Yeah, yeah. You know what I miss? I miss the uh, the, the five minutes of a meeting starting and, and just hearing over and over again, now joining, name not recorded. Oh. Beep, now oh. joining. Mm-hmm. Well, I, th- yeah, I think I think the Zoom thing though is more reminiscent of of the reply all email at this point. 
Like, oh god! Like, oh, <laughs> I, I, I just had, any, like, oh my god! You said reply all, and like I just had a visceral reaction to that. Oh god! Yes. Oh, I haven't thank God I haven't one of those ages. Oh my god! Which they still happen, by the way. It's really? miserable. Oh, I, but... I, oh, I, I, I guarantee, I guarantee you this: what will end up happening is that you know how when you do have an email and like on the home screen you have reply and you have reply all. That button on reply all needs to be two or three clicks down. Right? Or that password should not be protected or something. <laughs> you know, there should be there should be Are some friction sure? in place yeah. between you know replying and replying to all for for email in general, right? Um, but yeah, if then, you work for the, a tech company, you should just be fired if you use it. Well, the other thing that frustrates <laughs> no, 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 me is like no no no, 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 no. You should you should be fired. You should absolutely be fired. You know, first, you know, one strike and you're out. If you reply to a reply all with take me off this list. Okay, mm-hmm. that's a, that's a mm-hmm. walk yourself out the door, right? Mm-hmm. Again, I, all of us can make a mistake and accidentally hit reply all to a large list, right? Yeah. It's the people who then pile on top of that and make yes. it worse. Yeah. Like, yes, the person's an idiot. They made a mistake. We all make mistakes. Okay, you don't need to comment on anything else. Like, the people who, who pile on are the ones who are just freaking idiots. Sorry. Yeah, we don't, yep. I don't see that. Anymore. I mean, that used to happen a lot where, you know, it'd be like Saturday and you have like 60 emails, emails would come in, right? Because yep. it's, the, it's, it's what, you know, Colin's describing with everybody, you know, take me off. And, yeah, you know, I think they've do, done something in the and, or, or the worst, please the worst. Stop, please stop. Yeah, please do the reply all and your reply all messages. Please do not hit reply all. It's like, dude, what are you doing? You're, You're the problem. It worse. Yes. Oh yeah. my God. Um, what was the other? Oh, um, oh, shoot. oh, the other thing that irritates me about now that we're talking about how you judge people is like when you have an email thread that's been going on and like the subject line for that email thread is no longer related to you know what you're actually talking about because everybody just keeps replying to that same email. And it's like, you know, someone said, hey, I'm looking for so-and-so or contact for this or, you know, they're asking a question. And then this thing goes on for three days and they're like talking about something that's not even related to the original question, but it still comes up on the subject line as that's what it's about. That yep. irritates me. Yeah, there, there are things I've been actually I've actually missed in um, in yeah. that because I'm like, OK, this topic isn't relevant to me, so I'm not even going to look at it. And then, well, and then the topic will change, and they'll be like, "Hey, did you see my email?" And I'm like, "No, I've been ignoring that thread because it's yeah. not relevant to me." <laughs> well, what I what I do, or or when somebody will take something that you know the the whatever the subject is is whatever, and then they forward it off to somebody, and the subject you have like no context for it, like you know it's something about you know a, a customer having a question, and it just has the question, and you're forwarding it off. It's like, well. I'm going to include who the customer is because I know you know who this customer is and you probably know why they're asking that question. So let me put that in there so that when you read this, you now have the context and you know, oh, by the way, I'm just not randomly sending this off to you because I've got nothing to do. It's because you're the person that actually has the answer to this. And if you could just hit reply, then we could all move on with our lives. Yeah, or or the thing where someone forwards you something and the action you need to take or the question you need to answer is like four emails deep in that thread. Like oh. just bubble it to the top, man. Or delete all the garbage, <laughs> yeah. right? Delete all the garbage in between. Yeah. However you get there, just get there. On the positive side, let me let me take it on positive side. There are things that I oh. judge people positively for. 
if you if you when describing certain characters on the keyboard say bang yes or hashtag yes or whack 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 or whack whack or whack exactly whack those 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 you get automatic elevation of privileges with me (laughs) (laughs) and there was a geeky reference there (laughs) yes yes (laughs) Yes. i love it um totally yeah Um, and actually and actually by actually same thing like anyone like at least for me, I'm, well, I'm, okay. I, now, since I accuse Scott of, of um, pleasuring himself, I'll, I'll pleasure myself a little bit here too. I always like, I always find that like I try and slip tech terms in unexpected ways. Partly because I just like the terms and I like finding different uses for them. Like you know, I'll talk about oh you know you know Scott's Scott's you know really smart guy. He's got a tremendous amount of myths to apply to this problem. You know. and we all get it we all understand it yeah Yeah. right it's an analogy analogy. right yeah but yeah but you know somebody's probably looking it up saying what's a mip right yeah because that goes Mm -hmm. um it goes back it's it's interesting like a lot of this older technology that we just it's like a language right and then Mm -hmm. you have you know newer folks coming in and it's it's really interesting to see them you know, try and try and learn the language, right? It's like it's like learning Latin. It's like, do I do I really need to know this? Probably not, but this is yeah. how we all speak. So if you want to like have the context for yeah. what we're talking about, then you should know what a MIP is. You should know what base ten is. You should know like these mm-hmm. things because this is this is the world that you know we live in. Yeah, you should know what a PIBI is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yes, and the difference. Yes, base ten or base two. Yes, now you count makes oh. a difference. Yes, it does. I actually, I actually remember like I don't. I remember actually when they first seeing that we used to call it marketing, you know, oh, yeah. petabytes no. versus engineering petabytes, and then like officially came out and he was like, hey, it's it's PB and PIB. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, the other, I mean, the other thing I was going to say in terms of understanding technology is. People who I always judge people well who can I don't, um, who use sort of techie tools, and I, and I know that's you know it's a bad it's a bad connotation, but like you know you know Scott and I we talked about this in a previous podcast. You know, you run Linux on your laptop, you get points, you get points with me, right? Yeah. So if you, you get, know what you Linux get, is, right? You, you, you get know. you get hired on the spot. You show up yeah. with a, your own laptop. Yeah, I mean. Phone. Yeah, I mean, I, I know where I stand on the technical spectrum, but you know what? There are problems that I need to fix on my laptop occasionally where I go in, I, I bring up terminal on my Mac, you know, and, I, and I'll do some, some change mods, some ch- challenges and some other things to fix it. I know enough, enough of that base, you know, back from the day to, to do it. You know I mean? You know, I'm not going to write batch scripts anymore, you know, shell scripts anymore, but you know, um, I know enough to be able to figure the base stuff out. So if you can, you know, if you can go sort of under the hood with your technology, that's a better way to do it. Um, you know, I think same thing, car analogy, right? When I bought my Audi, yeah. um, I remember opening the hood and there was literally this molded sheet of metal across the top. No touch. Which had three holes in it. Three had three holes in it, you know. (laughs) One for for you know, wiper fluid, oil, and radiator coolant, I think were the three fluids I could add. And everything else was do not wear your pretty little head about what's underneath this sheet of metal. Aww. (laughs) Right. Yes. But again, I think the same thing with a lot of our technology and we should, you shouldn't have to, I shouldn't have to, I shouldn't have to, you know, you know, be able to touch anything underneath my car. Right. But 
if if you if you want me to think that you're car savvy, you should be able to look that and point out where the spark plugs are and you know the carburetor is and whatever other things that happen in a car, right? Same thing yeah. with technology. You should be able to go under the hood and be able to explain and point things out and be able to do some base manipulation, you know. Right. Yeah, it's the whole kind of Apple versus Android debate. Like, I don't want to go under the hood on my phone. It just needs to work. Versus yep. Android, where it's like, mm -hmm. if you like tinkering, go for it all day long. Like, yeah. <laughs> please. Well, so w one of the things I was thinking about saying on this podcast was judging people. And I do judge people, so I'll admit it. I think I've said this before. I judge my green bubble friends. Yes. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this. We're all, and if we I, are all blue bubble friends. We're all blue I don't bubble know friends. If we yes, could yeah. continue this relationship yeah. if we weren't all yes. blue bubble friends. And but but there's a there's a subset of green bubble friends who are super techie. Yes. And I know that they are taking full advantage of tinkering with the underlying stuff, right? Right. Um, and I give them major kudos for that. And it's like, hey, I know you know if you're going to do shit and sideload and you know whatever the hell you want to do, more power to you, right? I don't need that. I don't need to worry about that. You know, I used to do that shit back in the day and, you know, I'm done. Um, yeah, no, nothing like installing a beta version of an operating system on your phone and crashing it while on vacation out of uh, out, out of out of country and you're screwed. Mm -hmm. um, um, but what I was going to say is, but the people who, who are green bubble people who don't use any of that, those I judge. Mm -hmm. yes. yes when i when, when that green bubble comes in whoever that person is the first thing i think is ooh, w w what's wrong with this person yeah. why yeah why yeah. are they why are they in a green bubble world it's just like what's well, no, you know, if they're an engineer or super techie i'll i give a lot of credit you know i mean there's a there's a bunch of people i know who that but like i was we were playing a game uh a you don't know jack game um mm -hmm. where you have to use your phone as the controller uh, about a month, about six months, six weeks ago. And a friend of mine couldn't figure out, he said, I keep having problems, I keep dropping off. And I'm like, pull up the browser. And I could not figure out the browser he had installed in his Android phone. And I'm like, I'm a smart guy. I've only had three drinks tonight. <laughs> I should be able to figure out how to load your browser and go to a URL. 8.8.8.8 probably would have yeah. saved no, it. No, it wasn't even that. It wasn't, <laughs> I just could not figure out the usability of it. It was so poorly designed that it was like you know, there were so many other weird options and widgets on the screen. I was like, no one needs these for standard operation. You need to go to a browser. You need back reload, you know, a couple of things. Yeah, so anyhow. anyhow. So, yeah, so I, I judge. Uh, yeah, I, I hate to admit it, but I judge green bubbles. So, so just to speak of that, and I and I know I, I talk about my mom probably more than I, than I should, but so on our laptop. We love your mom, though. Flip, we love your mom. I do, I we do. So just yeah. so on when I was I was trying to think of all the things that she would need on the laptop for all the things that she uses, and I said, okay, so she orders stuff on Amazon. So, you know, the Microsoft Store had an Amazon app, and so I loaded the Amazon app and I put the little icon in the toolbar. So it was like, mom, if you need to order something, you just you. you click on this and then you can order and and I said well what's your what's your you know your I know your email but what's your what's your password for this and you know how do you order off of Amazon do you have the Amazon app on your phone and she said oh, what do you mean an app I was like there's an how do you order off of the phone she said well I go to I go to the internet and I and I enter in my password and she didn't even have the app she would go in mm -hmm. Through, through the browser to, to Amazon. 
And I was like, oh my God. So I don't know what made me think of that, but, but. Well, so again, the thing is, I'll tell you, I mean, I, I mean, I'm, my mom is pretty decently technical and I think I get some of my technical skills from her. Um, she actually used to write technical documentation for a bit in, in the eighties. She worked with programmers. She gets, she understands it. Um, and, you know, and, and I have, you know, I have no problem giving her a phone. She has an Apple watch. She has her hair, but she's totally living the ecosystem. And she gets things every now and then something happens where she, where she can't figure it out. And, and my frustration is she tries to like, when we're troubleshooting something, she knows enough to try and start it. And I was like, no, no, let's just go back to zero. Don't think <laughs> right, right now. I just, Reboot. I just need to, I just need to be, oh, I need you to be an avatar and do exactly what I tell you. Don't try and anticipate what you think I'm going to tell you because, you know, it's obviously gone beyond your capabilities. But um, no, I mean, I love the fact that my mom can can handle most simple things and, and do them incredibly well. Okay, we're at we're at 52 minutes here. Yep. So we're, uh, we're at that we're at the point. Yeah where I normally will um, uh, threaten to mention somebody's name, but I'm not going to mention that person's name again. I think it got leaked out at the beginning, but I, I still am not going to. Although he's your man. I did. I, I did. <laughs> I did talk about, I did talk about this person today because um, I have somebody that works for me with me, whatever. Uh, and she is right now visiting family in Dallas. And she was asking me for suggestions of, what to go and what to do. I mentioned the Velvet Taco, and we've been yes. there. Uh, yes, the Velvet Taco, amazing. Was that Dallas um, or was that Austin? No, that was Dallas. That was really? Dallas, the Katie Trail. Huh. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember exactly. And then I, I mentioned uh, Trulux, and I said, I have this friend named so-and-so who works for such-and-such who is from Dallas, and he knew, he grew up, he went to school um, with one of the owners for Trulux. So whenever we needed to get into Trulux, we would always have so-and-so come with us because we could always get in. So I want to thank so-and-so for all those wonderful evenings. They really were. So I'll even say it. So Brian Carpenter, yes, we, he, he showed us. You actually uh, said it. Oh, my goodness. I did. I did. <laughs> Colin, edit that out tonight, okay? No Cut way. Don't make Colin and... edit. That's rude. <laughs> okay. No, no, I'll mention. I'll mention because I did give him. I did give him props today because he did take us to to Trulux, and it is anytime I'm in in Dallas, I I always 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 have to go there because it is Excellent legit. One of my, oh, yeah, fabulous! And the downstairs lounge with usually they have music downstairs, live music, and then upstairs. I mean, it's just such a really really cool place. So I do great experience, do, great yeah. cocktails, yes. like yeah. desserts, yeah. everything. So, no, I, mean, so I, the, I, I, I love me some Carpenter, and I love me some food and wine with Carpenter, too. Yeah, so. yeah Brian's all right. I'll give him that. That's about it. I mean, that's as far as I'm willing to go on episode 19. I'll just say he's okay. Um, what was the other thing? So the other thing I had just in my notes, last thing in the notes. So I, I got back in uh, to the uh, the Amazon uh, series, The Boys. Mm-hmm. So I had only watched a, a couple of episodes, and then there were other things. And so I sort of just kind of wasn't watching those anymore. But I watched a couple of more, and I am definitely hooked because I, I saw – you guys have seen it, so you know the episode that I'm talking about. But the one where the – just laughing, thinking about – where the Aquaman character um, <laughs> breaks the dolphin out, and he's driving in the van with the dolphin, and he has to do a quick stop. And the dolphin, let's just say – the dolphin doesn't make it. Yep. And, mm. like – I almost fell out of my chair. I was laughing so hard. I was like, okay, I'm back in. So now I'm all in on that one. Matter of fact, as soon as I get off the the, the, the podcast tonight, 
I'm uh, I'm dying to tee. That's still the, season uh, one, right? Episode. That's I'm still on season one, so yeah, I'm yeah. looking forward to it. So so have... so the 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 citations have an even greater reason to hate him in season two. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> good. I'm glad to hear that. If you if you haven't seen it yet, and um, I, I'm totally enjoying season two. Um, I think they they took it in a great place, and it's gotten creepier, funnier, and more perception challenging. Very um, dark, very creepy. The humor in it is like yeah, it's not supposed yeah. to be funny, but it is like really funny. So. Yeah, well, okay. Uh, you're, you're talking to somebody who, who watched Heather's yeah. to, to to chill out last weekend. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So okay, we got uh we got episode 19 pretty much wrapped up here. We're getting ready for episode 20. Uh, Miss Melissa Gurney Green, I believe you are the. Uh, the 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 host for this upcoming episode so you get to choose the wine and you get to choose the discussion topic i'm sure you've put a lot of thought uh into that so what have you got for us for episode 20 it's gonna be wine you would buy for someone you love Hmm. yes can it can it just be for someone you like (laughs) okay like works like okay like putting that in my notes Right. There's more of those. That gives me more options. But it has to be someone you like a whole lot. Like... Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> I got that. And then, and then, tech that you love so much that you would have it buried with you if you could. Okay. <laughs> tech, tech to take to the grave. Yes. Yes. Ooh. We're tech gonna be to a take morbid. to the grave. It's fine. All right. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> That's yes. good. Okay, so so tech for the ones you love. I, I'm sorry, wine for the ones you love, and okay. tech to take to the grave. Okay. Okay. I can shorten that down and tweet that out some way. I'll, I'll figure that out. I think you just did. I think I did. Yeah. Cool. Keep it simple. Don't put no. That we we don't want a mustache on the Mona Lisa. We want everything to be yeah. simple, Very simple. And, uh, and clean. Okay. So we're we're almost at an hour. So um, episode 19 is in the can. Thank you, everybody, for uh, sitting in and joining us. Brian, thank you for waiting 52 minutes to finally hear me mention your name. I'm sure you're uh, you're out there. But, um, you know, that's it. Another episode, another bottle of wine down, another great discussion around um, judging people based on technology. So I think we're at that point. So for uh, Melissa, Colin, me, Scott, I think we're all done. So peace out. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Good one.